Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pelican Scoop. It is I, Lyle Swithenbank. We're back. We're back again. We've had another quick fire uh, episode uh, over the weekend, and and now we're uh, we're settling in with a very special guest today. Um, it's one of the beat riders uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, Christian Clark from Nola.com. Uh, you can go and check him out at C Clark three thousand on Twitter. Um, I'm at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter as always, and at Hoopball Pills is the show. We're going to dive straight in. I'm going to get him on. Christian, how are you going? Hey, man, I'm doing really well. I'm happy to uh, have basketball back in my life consistently. So, you know, things are going really good. Uh, you and me both. It's one of those things that you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone, and uh, then you're looking for something to replace it. But this year's been a bit of. Uh, up and down, and um, that was to say the least, I guess. And um, to finally get a, a start date and, and a bit of a bit of basketball news has been uh, some sort of a relief, I guess. So you've been covering the the Pelicans for a, for a fair while now, and um, how, how do you find the team this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really interesting year. Um, you know, hiring Stan Van Gundy, I think you know, was a signal that like it's important for them to be really good. I mean, to be good right now, uh, but also a move about the future. Like I think if they had gone with, you know, someone a little bit more unproven, um, you know, it, it would have just said different things about like, okay, well, we're really kicking the can down the road. Um, you know, they kind of did that with the Drew Holiday trade. Like they got all these future picks. They kind of continued to stack the war chest, but you know, I think bringing in Stan was, is an attempt to kind of thread this needle of like, we want to be, you know, a, a playoff team right now. And then we still want to achieve our goal of like a team that is making deep playoff runs a couple of years down the road when Zion and Brandon Ingram are a little bit closer to their prime. Um, I honestly was a huge fan of the hire. I mean, I think Stan is just a really good basketball coach. Like he knows his stuff. I think, you know, the biggest question you have to ask yourself if you're hiring Stan is, like, are my star players, like, willing to be coached really hard? Because he's just intense. I mean, he runs, like, two, three-hour practices. Um, like, he yells at you. So, I think if your star players are, like, willing to be coached hard, then it'll probably go okay. And I think the answer to that question is probably yes for the Pelicans. I think Zion and Brandon are guys who are willing to take that. Yeah, well, from all reports, that first day of training camp, he absolutely gave them a flogging, and all they did was uh, was defense <laughs> for the for the majority of the uh, for the training. And um, you see some of the comments of guys like Bi and and Zion and these guys, Nikhil even, and and 
you know, they talk about him being a bit of a drill sergeant and defense, defense, defense. But I think that's really something the team had to work on. It's probably a bit of a, um, a staple of a Stan Van Gundy-led uh, team from uh, from his historical stops, I suppose. Um, so I think it's something we, yeah, that we're looking forward to seeing a bit more uh, stopping the other team shooting instead of us just trying to outshoot them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, that was one of the biggest things the Pelicans trumpeted when they hired Stan was, you know, in his 11 full seasons as a head coach, he's coached eight top 10 defenses. Like, he just has this track record of coaching really good defenses. And, you know, I was sitting there last year a lot of the time kind of thinking, like, how is the defense this bad? Like, that, that game against the Kings in the bubble where they had to win and they gave up, like, 140 – it was like, I mean, how did it get to this point? Like, I think, you know, I know it's a young team, but, like, there are some guys who are capable individual defenders. Like, how does it look this bad collectively? Um, so, I think, you know, there is some talent on, on that end, especially after getting Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Like, the pieces are in place for them to put it together on that end. And, you know, honestly, I mean, they finished 21st a season ago in that category. Like, I'm looking at like, you know, maybe in between 10 and 15, that that would kind of be my guess for this year really early on. Well, it'll be much improved then. And um, yeah, definitely that Kings game. As soon as you mentioned, I went, yeah, that was, that was a, <laughs> a bit of a, a running race, I guess, up and down the court. And they just yeah, couldn't stop them. It was, yeah, in a must-win game um, to see them drop, yeah, drop 140 on us. It was, um, yeah. Not great. Not, not you've great. You've still got a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I'd nearly forgotten about the bubble, but uh, <laughs> we fired it back up now. It's brought it all back. Um, a couple of other big acquisitions you, you alluded to with the Drew Holiday trade. Uh, Stephen Adams and also Eric Bledsoe. A couple of good veteran guys. Good New Zealander. One of our neighbours down here. Um, what did you think of those, those two as an acquisition? Yeah, I think, you know, Eric Bledsoe um, was a really nice piece to get back in the Drew Holiday deal, um, you know, in addition to, like, all those picks and swaps. Uh, like, there are, you know, knocks on him in the postseason, and I think they're very credible knocks. But, um, you know, the Pelicans really aren't there yet. Like, they're just trying to get to the playoffs right now. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a player who can definitely help do that. I mean – he was a starter for the Bucks two years in a row when, you know, they like threatened to win 70 games. Um, they had the number one defense for two years in a row. He's a proven point of attack defender. I mean, I think you just know what you're getting from him to a certain degree in the regular season, um, which is, you know, again, just where this team is right now. And, you know, Steven Adams, um, like I've, I've long been a huge fan of Steven Adams, the person um, as a player, I think he also, like, you just understand exactly what you're getting. Um, extremely tough. Um, you know, he's not, like, this shot-blocking presence, but he does a good job of preventing shots inside. You know, he's really good, um, you know, in terms of helping your team in the defensive rebounding department. Um, so I think he's just really solid. You know, a lot, I've heard a lot of people kind of question the fit of, Oh, like, you know, to really like unlock Zion offensively, you want to put him next to a five who can shoot. And, uh, you know, I think that's like true to a certain degree, but also like Zion kind of transcends whatever situation he's in. Like 
he was historically efficient last year playing next to another big who was also, you know, not really much of a three-point shooter. Um, and I think, you know, what, what Steven Adams can give this team on defense, um, you know, the rebounding, the leadership department, that's kind of worth it for where they are right now. Like, I don't know if that's the move, you know, when they're trying to compete for championships, like when Zion's a little closer to his prime, but I thought it was a good move for where they are right now. Yeah, we saw a, uh, a clip of him, uh, big Steven Adams, setting a, a screen about halfway up the court and Lillard running straight into it and just dropping him. Um, you know, if you bring in a big body to protect these young guys, I think I completely agree with all the rhetoric as well about, um, you know, putting a shooter next to him. Okay, so then you've got to try to find what sort of guy that's going to fit the system. You've got to find a guy that um, is also going to be able to grab rebounds because there's a whole heap of guys that just failed to do that during the season uh, last year. Um, I like the move, honestly. I think um, right now when you've got a whole heap of 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are still learning the game, put a big body like that that, you know, can just steady the ship, is going to set a hard screen if he needs to. You can get you a bit of space. B.I., Ingram, uh, sorry, J.J. Redick as well, uh, coming off big screens there and hitting open shots. Yeah, I like him. He seems like a funny guy as well, watching the uh, the media availability. Um, he's a pretty casual sort of guy. And, um, yeah, no, I was watching it and um, and hearing you guys talk to him. I was, um, yeah, I was, I was cracking up at most of it. I thought it was really, really funny that he... Uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously, which I like as well, which I think is good for a locker room. Um, so we've got preseason coming up. I think we've got a couple of games uh, perhaps in the next few weeks, and then we're into it uh, from all reports. Uh, 23rd, I think, is the first game that we're playing, um, and that is against the Raptors up there. Well, down there, actually, isn't it, in Florida, uh, where they're being based. So... What are your predictions for the uh, the schedule? Have you had a bit of a look at that? And, and what did you think of it? Yeah, so, I mean, as we're sitting here talking, uh, the, the Pelicans' first preseason game is exactly one week away. Oh, that's me. that's crazy to me. I mean, they, they just had practice number two. Like, you know, like this team is probably going to get in six or seven practices. There's a bunch of new pieces to incorporate. There's a whole new system to learn. And then to ask them, you know, to play in like kind of a real game, um, you know, in a week, it's just kind of nuts. Um, You know, I don't want to sound like I'm taking it easy on them, but I think we do kind of need to be patient. Like if this team, you know, struggles out of the gates, um, you know, that'll like stink obviously with, you know, how disappointing last season ended, but you know, there's, there's a lot of new pieces. It's an entirely new defensive system. Um, you know, Stan kind of threw out this metaphor yesterday, and I agree with it. He's like, I probably could, like, he's like, I'm building a new house, and I probably could put this house up quicker, but we need to, like, lay the foundation properly. And so it just it just might take some time. Um, I, I just wouldn't judge this team, like, 10 or 15 games in. Like, I would judge them halfway through the season, you know, before we can make some solid judgments. Um I'll give it a little bit of time because it, this is just is a really difficult time period to to learn a new system and bring in a new coach. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he spoke in his first press conference as well, or just recently after, before the first training camp, I think it was, and uh, first day of training camp, pardon me. And um, he talked about, look, 
we'll be ready to go at the start of the season. We might not be completely, uh, I suppose, incorporated everything that he wants to teach uh, there, but, you know, they'll be ready to go. But one week, you're trying to build a whole new system with a whole heap of new guys. Um, yeah, good luck to him, I guess. He's uh, he's taken on a big, uh, a big job, and, and I think there will be teething problems. A bit like last year when we added, what, nine or so new players to the roster, um, you have to walk before you run. And, and if we can preach patience, you know, maybe this first, I don't know, 20 or so games might be a bit up and down. But once everyone buys in and everyone gets comfortable with what they've got to do, you know, I think defense wins games. And um, we've got a few guys, a few rangy guys that uh, could get some steals and intercepts. And, um, you know, the, the discussion about uh, if you're not going to offensive rebound, you don't just stand there watching, you push back. You're either getting the rebound or you're coming back. And if you're not in a position to do that, um, it's, it's simple stuff. But if you don't hear it and you're not ingrained with it, well, you, you just don't do it. And, and we saw that during the season last year. That we blokes, we got, you got five guys standing there looking at the basketball and then they just get an offensive rebound, put it straight back in. Um, do you think that mindset, even though it's a bit, I suppose, teachery, um, is going to bode well with the uh, with the young guys? And do you think they, they'll buy into Stan's, uh, I suppose, methods from more reports? Yeah, I mean, I think teachery, the word you use, that's a good word. I mean, that's like the word, you know, the Pelicans executives and their leadership were kind of using when they hired Stan. Um, one of my takeaways from just really diving into his coaching history and hearing, you know, a few things so far, I know they just got started, but I don't think he does anything overly complicated, especially on defense. I mean, I think he's had success just by doing like the simple practical things well. Like, you know, don't foul because a free throw is a crap shot to give up. Like, don't let them get a lot of shots at the rim um, because, you know, they're close to the rim. And also that's where fouls occur. You know, we're not going to gamble on defense. Like, we're not going to be going for – you know, steal some blocks when you don't think you have a great chance of, of pulling them off. Um, and we're just not going to turn the ball over on the offensive end a lot. Like there, a lot of this stuff is like, you know, basic basketball talking points. You know, I think we're saying is really good is like, he can get his teams to actually do that stuff. So I don't know that we'll see like anything revolutionary happen. I just think, you know, hopefully if this works, like they'll do the simple stuff really well. Well, fingers crossed. If we can get them to buy in and, and, and do those fundamentals and buy in on the defensive end, and, you know, we might see games where we score 90 and the other team scores 86, you know, instead of getting blown off the part, which is obviously entertaining um, when you're watching the whole heap of buckets go in, but it's frustrating when you're on the, when the losing end, the spanking end of it, I guess, where you're sitting there at 136 and they've scored 150 um, and you haven't had an overtime. That is, uh, hopefully, we're not going to see too many of those this year. A few guys have had, well, the main big signing, I guess, this year has been Brandon Ingram. He got the five-year deal, no player option from all reports. Uh, How do you think he's received that? I mean, well, it's not bad. Is it 190-odd million? Um, How does he take that? What sort of question? Uh, has he, has he stepped into that role? I suppose he's really solidified him as the uh, cornerstone of the team now, along with Zion. Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely understands that with, you know, a nine-figure contract, uh, 
yeah, the, the team, you know, has higher expectations for you. I think they definitely, you know, want him to become kind of a leading voice in the locker room. I think that's, you know, a little bit outside of his comfort zone just because he's a quiet guy. But, you know, I think he's already really good at leading by example. Like he's an extremely hard worker. I think he's about the right things. Um, you know, I think basketball is kind of his first, second, and third priority. And really, I mean, the big question with Brandon Ingram to me is what kind of strides can he make on the defensive end? Because um, that was kind of an area where they hit him a lot last year. And just looking at the Pelicans roster, there are a ton of guards, there are a ton of centers, and there just really aren't that many true small forwards. I mean, you know, I, I'm just like making up the depth chart in my head, but I mean, I've got Josh Hart penciled in as like the backup small forward, and I think he can do that. I mean, he's six foot five, maybe a little undersized to take on that role, but they kind of, I mean, they just need guys to defend like, you know, uh, the LeBron James, the Kawhi Leonard's, like the Luka Doncic's, like those guys who are six six, six seven, six eight. Um, you know, on the wing, like they, I, I'm just questioning, like, how are they going to contain those type of guys? Yeah, well, that's a big question there as well. I mean, yes, yeah, so as soon as you said depth chart, I was running through my head as well. I'm going, oh, yeah, we are a bit. Uh, bit skinny there and um i mean josh hart is strong but again if you're putting a guy that's six eight six nine well you know kevin durant's back as well this year you come up against a guy like that is seven foot or thereabouts um we're gonna have, have to have someone that we're gonna throw at it and i know they floated uh i think stan was talking about it uh, potentially running zion at the three but i think that might be a little while away before he can be a true i suppose small forward and get that mobility and handling uh, to a level where you you sort of require that now on the wing. Um, I can see it, but then you would have to have a shooting five, I guess, uh, on the ground. And maybe that's Nicola Melli or someone like that um, playing a small ball five. But um, we're going to be pretty big if we try to run that one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if we see, like, those jumbo lineups. Um, you know, the Zion at the three talk is – is interesting to me. I think you'll definitely see the Pelicans try to get him involved in more actions offensively where it's not just, all right, like post up from five feet away and we're going to dump it into you. Um, You know, Zion was really effective doing that, but I think there's a lot more he can bring to the table. Like I think he's a guy when he's in the right shape can take people off the dribble. Like he can start his attack from behind the three point line and, and kind of work his way in. Um, I think he's an underrated passer. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think he only averaged 2.1 assists last season, but I, I believe that's something he could do well. I mean, we even saw flashes of him being able to pass on the move, which is really unique for a guy who's that big, that, that passed Alonzo ball uh, that he threw behind the back in the bubble was just nuts. I know that kind of got lost in the bubble disappointment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot more to his game offensively and I think we'll see, see, start to see some of that this season. Um, but kind of like, you know, my question with Brandon Ingram, like how effectively can he guard other small forwards? You know, how well is Zion going to slide his feet on the perimeter? I mean, he just couldn't do that at all last year. Um, he was a really good defensive player at Duke. Um, how, how much closer is he to that type of player in the defensive end this season now that he's presumably in better shape? 
yeah, have a bit of a pre-season and an off-season, I suppose, to get a bit stronger and, and get that conditioning down as well. I mean, he's always been strong, but I guess when you saw him in college, he was, it was like a men against boys. There was, a, there was a famous footage of him just ripping the ball out of that guy's hands and dunking <laughs> on him. And you looked at him and you go, that guy's an absolute monster. Um, if we can see a bit more of that as well. I mean, we did see as well in his first game, uh, first game, second game, when he um, hit four three-pointers or, or thereabouts and, and had that outside touch. So potentially, if, if he could make that a consistent uh, shot in his arsenal, well, we maybe we could see it. And yeah, yeah I, that bounce pass as well is pretty good. I do, uh, I do recall that now. It was one of the bright sparks in the bubble. And um, yeah, advancing his passing game, I think, is and moving off the ball a bit more rather than just posting up in the corner and saying, well, I'm just going to jump over this guy anyway. Um, is probably that next step. And hopefully the offense um, incorporates stuff. I no doubt it will. Um, they'll put some more uh, moving, uh, I suppose, plays for him and, and, and get him moving in the offense, which um, I'm excited to see. Uh, it'll also free up a bit more space for Steve Adams down there as well. And, and hopefully he can uh, provide the spacing um, that everyone is crying out for or um, that everyone has tried to identify as this uh Full issue. I mean, we saw Detroit with Stan and Gundy played Blake Griffin, played Drummond together. I think they made the playoffs uh, at least one of the years there, um, and it wasn't too much spacing. I mean, Blake Griffin likes stepping out a little bit more than probably Zion does, but I could see the same sort of role with um, with him and and then playing a Drummond Stephen Adams type role. Um, I don't know. I'm not too scared about the lack of shooting, but we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see, uh, nonetheless. When we start the season, um, I think the first 10 games are pretty ooh, 50-50 for the most part. We talked about them on the last show, um, just running through the, the first 10, and there are some real doozies in there. Uh, we've been hammered a bit with the schedule. What did you think um, of the schedule, and particularly those first 10 games? Um, I know there's a couple of sneaky ones there that... Uh, could go either way, but uh, were there any that stuck out to you that um, I suppose either a must win or or, uh, or must watch, I guess? Yeah, I mean, two tough ones right off the bat with, um, you know, Toronto and Miami. Like, if you're not 0-2, like if you're 1-1, good work. Um, you know, the seven-game road trip was pretty nuts to me. I mean, Anytime your team has a six or seven game road trip, I mean, that's kind of the limits of how long you can be on the road. I mean, I believe that, you know, when that road trip starts, like the very first game of that to the very last game, that's a total of 13 days. So you're looking at being on the road for more than two weeks. I mean, that's hard under, you know, normal circumstances. And I think, you know, traveling is going to be especially difficult this year because uh, you're dealing you know, with this virus. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that definitely gives me a little bit of pause and, you know, the, the virus too is just kind of like hanging over my head. Like I heard Luka Doncic say the other day, you know, the teams that are going to be most successful this season are the ones that don't get rocked by the coronavirus the most. Like that's, I mean, I guess we're talking about it, but that's kind of like the great unknown is like, are the Pelicans going to have good virus luck and like, are their players going to be diligent about like, no, don't go out, you know, um, you know, it's just, just not smart right now. So there's really <laughs> no way to know right now. 
Yeah, that's the, it is a great unknown, like we've seen with the NFL, and um, I suppose even to the start uh, a bit in the uh, in the NBA with um, Portland having to shut their uh, facility down for a few days. They're doing a deep clean because of a coronavirus uh, positive test. And I think they came back with the first round of testing, something like 46 or something out of all the people tested um, have come back. I mean, it shows it's working, but again, it's going to show that we need that real uh, diligence from the players and staff and, and they're really going to have to stick to it if we're going to have a, a full season. Um, I, no doubt there'll be games that are postponed and, and pushed back towards the second half of the, the schedule. I think it's just going to be the nature of of what we're going to see, guys. As soon as it gets in, it seems to be like wildfire and um, it'll be guys going down. I, I read the protocol um, that the NBA released, uh, or the proposed protocol, I think, um, regarding uh, if you get it, basically you're out for two weeks from all reports. Um, you'll be away from the team and then slowly come in. That's if you're asymptomatic and maybe a little bit longer if you if you got symptoms. Um one of those things, I suppose, this is the new normal and something we're going to have to see play out, brackets COVID-19. And um, until the vaccine comes out, and England seems to be rolling it out this week, so hopefully it's not too far off. But, um, yeah, the new normal, which we're experiencing, unfortunately. Um, yeah, hopefully it's our guys stay diligent and um, we roll out and... Uh, survive i guess and survive uh, the the throes of it all um the where realistically do you think this team ends up so we've gone through the whole season we've we've made it through the uh the coronavirus and um and we're sitting there a few games out from uh the end of the season where where do you think we fall in the, in the western conference yeah um i think anywhere in the 7 to 10 range um, is probably the most realistic. Um, You know, I think if they were able to like do anything, uh, make the playoffs and avoid the play-in tournament, like that would obviously be a huge success at six and up. Um, Yeah. I would, I would expect them to be one of those teams involved in the play-in tournament. And, you know, if they don't at least make it to that, then I think you could call the season disappointment. Um, But I mean, Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, like, those guys are like productive regular season players. I mean, if you're not a competitive regular season team, like, you know, if this isn't a product that like fans you know, kind of enjoy watching night in and night out for at least where the Pelicans are in this process, then, you know, it's, it's kind of a failure at least for this year. Um, I think, you know, they should be pretty decent. Um, and it might not be like, the you know, the beautiful game on the offensive end or anything, but like I expect them to to play hard. Like I do, I do expect you know significant improvement on defense. Um, so yeah, I mean I think you know they're going to be one of those teams kind of fighting for the last two West playoff spots. Yeah, that playing tournament's interesting um, to see it happen. Well, I suppose at the end of this season and then it, well in the bubble, um, and then to do it on a regular season scale going forward. I like it, honestly. I think um, it gives a bit more uh, venom in the last few playoffs, well, in the last few weeks, especially going for that uh, those playoff spots. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think anywhere from 7 to 10, we should be pretty uh, pretty happy. I think it's going to be pretty tight with the same sort of teams that made it in the bubble. I don't think there's any big risers um, out west. 
Uh, other than yeah, I don't know what about the Suns? They might um, they might shock a few people this year. I think with uh, with Chris Paul coming in, and maybe the Thunder drop off. Houston, who knows what's going over there? They're trying to implode, but just uh, haven't managed it yet. Um, Christian, I'd really like to thank you for coming on. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you. Uh, where can we where can we find you on Twitter on on the internet? Nola.com, of course. But uh, where else can we find you? Yeah, man. No, thank you so much for having me on. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm on Twitter at cclark3000. Um, you can read my work at nola.com. That's n-o-l-a.com. And uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited. This is a this should be a fun season. There are a lot of kind of characters on this Pelicans team, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, well, once we're into it, we'll have to get you back on here, and we'll we'll weigh in again and. Uh, See how we go. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. So thanks again to Christian for jumping on. At Clark 3000 as he said on Twitter, NOLA.com is where all of his work is. Go and have a read. His analysis is fantastic. Uh, great writer, really easy to read as well, and really informative. So make sure you go and check out all of his work, and we appreciate him jumping on and spending his afternoon with us having a chat. So, guys, just before we wrap it up, house gaming, of course. Thanks to manscaped.com. Hoopball20 is the code at checkout. That'll get you 20% off. Free shipping. ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com. Slash Hoopball. We'll tell them that we sent you. Go and check that out as well. And, of course, mybookie.ag. Uh, use Hoopball when you sign up, and that'll give you a deposit match. I've uh, got a whole heap of other deals going on over there. So, make sure you go and check it out. Uh because they're good friends of the show and they uh, keep us running. So we appreciate that. And fantasy season is upon us. So make sure you go over to hoop-ball.com. Check out the fantasy pass, the wager pass, and hoopball360. Go and sign up. The Brewski 150 is out. It is the ultimate list to help you win your draft, your fantasy draft. So make sure you go and do that. But anyway, guys, you've heard enough from me. I'm going to leave it at that. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, at HoopBallPels is the show. This has been the Pelican Scoop. I'll leave you with this. Defense, defense, defense. We're going to see a whole heap of it. So let's lock in and we're going to have a good season. Alrighty, bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.